Now, Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. We are speaking with the one and only vocalist of Shotgun Messiah, or formerly of Shotgun Messiah, Easy Action as well, the one and only Zinni Zan. And I have to say, this is a thrill because I get to speak to a lot of great uh, vocalists and bassists and all kinds of great uh, rock stars. But I'm thrilled to talk to you because that Shotgun Messiah debut album, and, and I'll get, you'll get to say hello in a minute, but that, great, that album is fantastic. Just, just a gem of an album. So thank bonjour. You. Thank you very much. Good day, sir. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, you know, uh, evening in Sweden, Stockholm, and uh, I'm absolutely fine. Uh, glad to have this call with you, and uh, thank you for liking the first Shotgun album. Uh, we, I must say as well that, that that both me, Harry, Tim, and Sticks, we were we were kind of thrilled as well. We we thought that the, this is a good album. This yeah. will do. And I bought it. I bought it with my teenage money at the time. So you know that I was. Oh, you did. Uh, yes, I did. It was. It was a, an investment for a kid. You know, to to spend the. I hope it was bucks. money well spent. Yes, sir. Uh, listen, here we are. Twenty? No. How, oh, how old? Now you're not. Thirty-two. Thirty-two years. Thirty-two years. Here we are. Thirty-two years ago, and I'm still yeah. thrilled and t- talking about it. And one of the reasons we're, we're talking is that I was posting about it on my Twitter and on my socials, and you saw it, and you went, hey. Yeah. So, yeah, so 32 years later, I'm still thrilled to, uh, to talk about it. Now, you're in Stockholm. Are you, um, are you friends with the guys in, uh, you know, Backyard Babies and Mustache and Ryan Roxy of Alice Cooper's band who lives over there? All of these guys, yes. Yeah, that's what you have to deal with when you're living in Stockholm, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to deal yeah, with mustache. That, yeah, absolutely. You know, I know Ryan for years. Uh, Ryan actually played on some stuff with, we did with Sand Clown back in the days. Oh, Me, wow. Chris Laney, and Pontus Nogren and so on. And the Backyard Babies guys and mustache, of course. And, you know, uh, these guys, yeah, well, we, we know each other quite well. Yeah, before, before we get into the new music, because you've got a new song called Heartbreak City, before we get into all of that, how is the Swedish scene going? Because it, from my perspective as a rock journalist, I, I seek out, you know, heat and mustache, like I said, and backyard babies. And, and you've got uh, helicopters and you've got, boy, you've just got incredible Europe, of course. Is yeah. it still vibrant? Because over here we all go, oh, rock is dead, rock is dead. But when I look to Sweden, when I look to uh, some other countries, it seems to be perfectly fine to me. <laughs> Well, well, well I, I would say when it comes to Sweden, I would say it's 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 well, it's healthy, and it's it's still going on. And I know the American bands love when it comes to Sweden Rock Festival, for one thing. Yeah. The Sweden Rock Festival, it's packed with, let's say, the 80s band, but also 90s and 20 bands and so on. But but you know, you got a ton of 80s bands still, and this and that. So it's 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 alive and well in Sweden, and in somewhat, I would say, in many places around Europe. Uh, and for yeah. me, for me, I was kind of surprised because you know when 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 I was living in Sweden when we did the first Shotgun Messiah album, all you wanted to do was to get over to the U.S. because that's what where everything was happening, right? And, and yeah. now when I talk to the people in the U.S. and they go like, "Hey, Zinni, no, 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 it's absolutely <laughs> dead here. There's no need to come here and play," you know. 
you will probably not get any any anyone that want to sign you or you know get you up on a, on a festival or anything like that so it's kind of the opposite nowadays but yeah it's love and well here and as you, as you see you know it's a lot yeah. of bands from Sweden and 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 a lot of bands also from Finland and so on yeah uh, so, so it's working good yeah. By, by the way, we forgot to mention the the great electric uh, boys with uh, Connie Bloom. You can't forget Connie. Connie's great. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, so let me ask you about that because a, a couple of years ago, Connie put out a all Swedish album, and I went, "Wow, okay, why why are you doing that? I mean, you know, people are used to you singing in English, but you did the exact same thing. You put out, yeah. and I, listen, I'm going to try, but our Neve Kavar Derut." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you still out there? Yeah. That's what it says. It's Swedish. And um, the funny thing was that that neither neither me and Connie or Connie Connie put the album out first. His his album came out first, the Swedish right. one, in his native tongue. Uh, and mine came out like two or three months later. None of us had ever told anyone that we were doing this. This has been a dream for me for a very long time because you know you're not getting any younger, and you go like, well, I have these songs that I do know. It would never fit in Shotgun Messiah, Easy Action, or Sand Clan. Right. It's more like a, maybe a Tom Petty vein or something like that. You know, a little softer than I usually do. Uh, but they're still good songs. And I thought, like, if I ever should do something and put it out in my native tongue, Swedish, this would probably be now. And so it ended up that I think Connie did two albums and I did three albums in our native language. But neither of us spoke about it and we didn't even know. Right. So when he came out with a Swedish album, I was like, Connie, what's <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. You but stole he, he my was, idea. He first out. Let me ask you about that, because I'm over in, in Montreal, which is in Quebec. And in Quebec, a lot of artists like Celine Dion and stuff, they start off singing in French and their career right. is sort right. of limited to Quebec. And then all yeah. of a sudden they start singing in English. And as you can see with Celine Dion's perfect example, it just boom. Yes. Um, was that the thinking for you when you start off with Easy Action and Shotgun Messiah? Do you have that conversation where you go, we can't be a Swedish band singing in Swedish. We have Absolutely. to sing in English. Yeah. Absolutely. The very first band that I had, Easy Action, as you say, yeah. the very the, 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 the first lineup of Easy Action was not with Key Marcello or anything like that. Right. And, and we were singing in English first. And I, but back then I was a drummer. And the singer said that, well, we're going to do Swedish instead. That's when I left the band and formed another easy action because I said, no way. We're going to be international. I don't want to stay in Sweden. Uh, but, but then again, when you, when, you know, after all these years, both of me and Connie, I would say, you know, you had a little bit of that international success or at least we had it on, on, on a cult basis, so to speak. And after a while, you feel like, Okay, maybe I should try because everything I would say everything in music it it should still be playful, right? right. And it's still it's, uh, as long as it's challenging in some some way. And I thought I need a big challenge, and the big challenge would be to do something not very hard rock and Swedish. So when I came to the record company, they go like, "Zinni, what the hell is this? <laughs> what are you what, what are you trying to do? How should we sell this thing?" 
and so on and so forth. But yeah, but but from the beginning, as you said, I think both me and Connie Bloom and even Mark Moreau and Andy McCoy back in those days with the Hand yeah. Rocks, yeah. We, we all said that we want to be a part of that rock and roll community with the Rolling Stones and these guys, you know. So so yeah, it's 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 a it's a decision you make. And, and again, uh, I would say English it's the it's the language of rock and roll, absolutely. I would agree, and I and you look at the bands, uh, even even the Scorpions in the '60s put out some songs in German, and of course nobody hears about them until they start singing in English. It it just it just is correct, correct. You know, um, all right. So let, let's get to the new stuff, and then we'll start peeling back the onion and and go back through the layers of your career. But uh, Heartbreak City is a song that is out. Well, it's not out. You you sent it to me. I had a chance to listen. It is a great and I'm going to sound very cliche, but it's a very kick-ass, punch-in-the-face kind of song. And I know that sounds very cliche, but listen, it's a, it's a great song. That's it. Thank you very much. That's it. I would describe it the absolute same. So, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, it, 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 you know, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's meat and potatoes. You know, if you know, if you know me, you know my background. You're not going to be surprised. Uh, no. it, it is. It is. It's a rocking song, and it's you know, it's, it kicks ass. Uh, thank you for for feeling the same way. And yeah, this is the new Zinizan with the new with the new bandmates and so on. And I thought that uh, now it's about time again to to you know hit the thing with. Uh, it's been like since 2013 when I last released something in English. So I thought that now it's time, and it felt good, and uh, you know everything came natural. So. So the January fourth January fourteenth will be the the release of that single, and okay. then we will release one single a month up until May when the album will be released, uh, lullabies uh, for the masses. Okay, so so l- let me let me backtrack on on this and let's okay. So the album so the single comes out on January fourteenth. So the Correct. fans will be will be thrilled. You're going to do a single a month because. It's smart because it keeps your name in the press and it keeps your name fresh every month, which is a good marketing plan. I like that. And it's called Lullaby for the Masses. Yeah, the album is called Lullabies for the Masses. Okay, yes. so, but the band, is the band Zan Clan? Is the band Stagman? Is the band Zinni Zan? What's the band name? Who, who, who's the artist? The, 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 ba- the band name is Zinni Zan, which Perfect. is my name, but still, this is a band. Absolutely. Perfect. So. so okay. I would say like this, me and uh, my guitar player, Stefan Bergström, uh, who is a former skin trade. Uh, uh, we have been writing and, and uh, orchestrating all these things. Uh, and then we have additional decisions. And now we have Hage Conroth as, as a bass player as well, joining the band. So that's what it's looking at right now. So uh, Zinizan is a band. It's not a, it's not a solo act. It's, uh, it's me, Stefan and Hage uh, okay. that will go out. As as is yes. Okay, so so it is a band. So when the songs come together and you put stuff out, it's not you get you what what you want. You you get you you decide. You talk and you're going to make band decisions. Oh, that's great. Yes. Um, in terms of sound, uh, because I've heard the first song. It's a great rock song. Is that where the the entire album is going? Are we doing an entire rock album? Are we revisiting what we've done in the past, or are we moving stuff forward? What can a fan expect? If, if I like the first Shotgun Messiah album, am I going to like this? If you like the, f- the first Shotgun Messiah album, you will absolutely love the first single, I would say. I do. Uh, you would 
you will like some more songs on the album that you will feel, be familiar with. Uh, with the Shark Messiah debut album, there was no ballads. Uh, on this album, there's actually uh, uh, there's two ballads. Okay. So there, there will be ballads that will be uh, the rocking stuff of, of in the the vein of of Shaka Messiah. That will be all also heavier stuff, right. that heavier than I ever did before. So it's it's kind of versatile, I would say. Oh, I like that. I, I like that. I, I like the fact that it has this. And, and uh... That's what I'm thinking as well. To be honest with you, uh, Stefan Bergström from 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 Skin Trade, uh, they are known for being a lot heavier, yes. um, playing heavier stuff than I ever did in my, right. my my career. So so me and him getting together, uh, we said that okay, let's not try to pinpoint this in any way. Just bring us the stuff. So I brought songs. He brought songs. We work on them together, me and him. We arrange it together, me and him. And then we bring in Hage uh, as the bass player and so on. And we work from there. So some of them are heavier, some of them are lighter and so on. And we said, uh, let it be that way because this is what's coming from our hearts. Uh, so so it's, it is a versatile. It's not a Shaka Messiah album. No, not in any way. Right. Uh, but the, are you going to feel at home? Yeah, with some of the songs you will. And I, I don't know about you, Mitch, but since you, you heard the shotgun stuff and you heard the single, there's a little bit shotgun messiah in the first single, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, for me, I identify with voices. When I listen to Aerosmith, I'm there because of Steven Tyler. When I listen to Rat, I'm there because of uh, Steven Pierce. Right. When I listen to, you know, Def Leppard, I'm there because of Joel. If I don't like the voice, I'm not there. No. So, no. so, so I hear your voice and I hear your voice on the, on the first shotgun and... I'm comfortable. I'm at home, as you say. So yeah, it work. It works for me. Yeah. Um, what is the plan for the band? Is the plan to just play a few gigs in in Sweden and put a couple of shows together, or do you want to grow it to the point where you're in the UK, you're in France, you're in Germany, and hopefully over here in in America? Well, the last thing that you said that, that that's absolutely the point, and that's the thing we said. We we had this. Uh, when we were when we were shopping for, for a record comp, record deal for this, mm-hmm. we shopped around. And we had quite a few, to be honest. I'm a little surprised, to be honest. With you. you know, I'm, I'm you know, I have my background. I'm 57 years old. You know, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of younger people out there, but I still kick ass on stage and stuff. And I believe that I still can make good music. Right. And, and uh, I, we were kind of surprised because there there, were, there there was people going in and saying, "Hey, we would like to do this," which was good. But when we sat down here with sound pollution and so on, and we were discussing this, uh, they said that, okay, so what are you in for? You're a couple of gigs here, some festivals, having a nice time, and then going with your families on vacation. Right. And me, <laughs> and me and Stefan, we were looking at each other and said, no, 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 no. The thing here is that we're absolutely all in. Because the thing is, like, we don't know if this is the last train leaving the station or not. So, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go all in like we did when we were younger. Uh, so, so this is an all in thing. And uh, that's what we want to do. Perfect. So, all right, well, let me let me go back to the beginning, because when Easy Action starts in, in 93 or, or early 90 or early 80s, I should say, or 80s, yeah, 83, yeah. 83, sorry, not 93, 83, you were all in and then. You weren't. It didn't work out. What happened with Easy Action? Where, because yeah, I mean, you're competing at the time with Pyromania. You're competing at the time with Dio. 
what was the road like for easy action? Because it was obviously not easy. No, uh, the, 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 the thing was uh, what happened was we were signed to, to, to Warner right. uh, with Seymour Stein, but also signed Madonna, uh, Talking Heads, uh, yeah. Ramones, yeah, on and on. Uh, on the sire etiquette on water on the label so we were signed there through our record company in sweden there uh, sanya town yeah so we had that going later on we also got signed with bill of coin management back then in oh, wow. 84 they had Kiss, billy idol and well, then they had billy idol and they said yeah. you guys are gonna be the next thing so we had everything going for us the the, the funny part that happened was that uh, the rest of the when they were saying come over to New York, we're gonna do a few gigs, we're gonna do this and that, set you up. All of a sudden, the other guys got cold feet and said, you know, we don't have very much money uh, and so on. Shouldn't we do a, a, an album here in Sweden first, make a little more money and this and that? And I said, hey, this is the time when you have Warner and you have Bill Coin Management. There's no hesitation, right? You have to go. Uh, but these guys did hesitate. So so then I said, okay, then I leave the band. Uh, and that's what I did. And I went to New York and I hung out with the guys from, from, from uh, O'Coin Management that put me in, uh, the, you know, they helped me out. So they, they introduced me to Billy Idol, to Steve Stevens and this and that. But wow. the thing was, they, they were doing their thing and I was just looking for musicians at that time. Uh, so I spent uh, you know, a good 10 months, almost a year in New York, trying to make that happen. But unfortunately, for me at least I, I felt like when i was in new york there were so many people that had the looks but they couldn't really play that good uh, so i went back to sweden and after a while you know i, I got hooked with these guys from kingpin later shotgun messiah yeah. but that that was the story so we, we really had it laid out for us so as you said there was a lot of bands like Def leopard this and that you know this thing was happening absolutely yes. happened it was absolutely but these happened. guys didn't want to take the next step they were too afraid of it let me ask you quickly about Bill O'Coin, because I, I talked to his partner, Roman uh, Fernandez. Uh, in fact, okay. last week I spoke to him. Okay. What okay. was that like? Because he had a vision for Kiss. He had a vision for Lordy. He had a vision for Billy. Billy and, and, and of course, Kiss, super successful. Lordy, Absolutely. successful, but maybe not as much so. What was his vision for you? Did he come to you and say, okay, you need to work on your stage moves. We need to put you in sequins and glam you... Like, what was his sort of, what was his vision or his plan for you? To be honest with you, we didn't get that far with that. What, what, what we did, what, what we understood was he really loved what he saw, uh, you know, vision-wise. Uh, the, 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 the attitude and the, the clothing and so on and so forth was absolutely there for him. Right. Uh, and he said, that these guys, we're going to make them big. This is going to be the next big thing for him. Uh, and when we were talking about it later on then, Everyone became so, uh, let's say, nervous about what does he want and what instead of being, this is us. Do, do you like it or don't you like it? So, so it came to the, the, the thing that, okay, what do you guys want to do? How do you want to do it? And we said, this is what we want to do. And, and then the thing started with that, okay, maybe we should wait a little bit, this and that. And then he got like, okay, more hesitant, let's say. So he didn't have any as far as i know he didn't have any master plan for easy action he didn't get that far okay. he wanted he ha had us there and he said get over here and we we, we will work you know work, work with this 
And the thing was that the only one that got over there was me. And then I said, you got to find yourself a band. So he, he put me out to these places or him and a guy called Brendan, that was right. his uh, sidekick. Right. And, and that's what they did. You know, they helped me out with that. Absolutely. Uh, but but it seemed like so many people there had the looks and everything and had the attitude. Absolutely. But they really didn't have the skills when they were coming, coming to play. And that's what I felt like, nah, this is not, this no. is not really good enough. Uh, and, and after 10 months, I just saying, you know, we are wasting our time here. So, you know, I have to cut my losses and go back home. And go that's back what home. I'm, right. Listen, yeah. in the 80s, uh, looks were, were supreme to, to, to talent. I mean, it, it, it just mm. was. If you, if, you, if you fit on a poster, the rest didn't really matter. You know. You're absolutely right. And, yeah. and, and that was the funny thing when you say that. That's what the thing when we were talking about when I met the guys from Kingpin with Tim, Harry and Sticks. Yeah. That was the absolute first thing we said. We're not going to be like some of these other bands. I don't need to mention them because we're going to show that we can really play. So this is not about just an attitude or uh, let's say a, a fashion statement or whatever. Right. We like, we like, we love how we look. You know, look at me today. I look the exact same shit like I did when I was 18. <laughs> I'm just older. But, but, but the, the, the thing was that we loved our style and everything, but we said that we need to show off and see we can play. And hey, Harry really showed it, right? So, so right. That, that was the thing with Shaka Masai. And I believe that's why we became such a cult act as well. Of course, not everything to Harry, but, but a lot of a lot of credit for Harry Kikoda, the way he wrote songs and the way he played his guitar. Let me get you over to uh, to Shotgun Messiah. That that first album uh, comes out in '89. It's terrific, but as we start getting towards the end of that sort of glam era, rock era, and we start getting into the grunge era. Yeah, uh, it it was maybe a little too little too late, but uh, talk yeah. to me about that first album because you know you still had a couple of years before it all sort of fell apart. Why oh, didn't we, we, we must uh, certainly we did? I, I came over to the to Hollywood first in '87, right. uh, and, and uh, with, with the songs and and uh, because we we recorded in '87 in in Sweden uh, and. Um, it was released, I believe, in 87 or 88 as Kingpin in, right. in Sweden. Uh, but I was there in 87 and in 88, we got signed to Relativity. Um, again, there were a lot, of, a lot of record companies that really wanted us there. The only reason we went with a, 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 not a major label was Relativity Records were the only ones saying, because I had... I had one demand. These guys from 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 from, from a small town in Sweden, Kovde, uh, Tim, Harry, and Sticks. Uh, they never been in the music business before. Right. And I said, I've toured Sweden, I toured Finland, and the Scandinavian countries, and this and that. You know, we don't want to do that. We want to go to the U.S. That's that, that's where it happens, and that's where it's at. So yes. that's what's the aim. And they said, Zidi, absolutely, we we agree with you. And uh, so the thing was that that's what we were aiming for. And relativity, to be honest, they were the only ones saying we would really relocate you and and make you work out of Hollywood. Because I, I told them when, when we were talking to bigger record companies, major ones, they said that, OK, we put you on a tour for a month. Uh, you play all the places you can in the U.S. You go back to Sweden. We wait and see what happens. 
<laughs> and I go like, well, I don't have the same opportunity as the other bands because right. they're there all the time. So no, I want to be there and you can put me in any hell hole. I play for five people, I play for 10 people. We will work ourselves there. So put these guys on the fucking tour bus. We play any shit house, dog house, whatever you want. And we will play ourselves into this, to the people. Sure. And, and uh, to be honest, there was only a relativity records that said, okay, we'll do that. And they did. Yeah. Well, why didn't you? Uh, okay, let me let me let me put it this way. Why didn't you take up the offer on the other record companies, play those festival shows, or open up, go back to Europe, and then take Shotgun Messiah on a European or or a UK tour, and then work the secondary market? Why not do work one market for six months and then go and work the next market? Why did it have sort of be all or nothing? Yeah, at that time. U.S. was the market to be. Okay. And, and everything happened. You know, if you if you look at that era, the, the, you know, of course, there were good bands like the Choir Boys and so on from England and so on mm -hmm. and so forth. But if you look at it, you know, you, you have Cinderella, Rats, Guns N' Roses, you know, yeah. uh, the cult that came from England, but they moved out to, 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 I'm trying to, to the think US. what I'm trying to think what we had in Europe at that time. We had Europe, yeah. Uh, yeah. obviously. So, we so, had... So, so, uh, Choir boys. So our focus was the U.S. We said U.S. is the thing, right. and back then L.A. was the absolute market. There was that was the epicenter of everything. So it's like we need to be in the epicenter, and we didn't matter for us if we play clubs and so on. But then again, as you said, after our first tour, which lasted for many many months, and you know every place we played, yeah. we said that okay, bring us over. So we were about to go to England, this and that. But for some reason now they wanted to put this back in the U.S. market again because they put a lot of money into it and so on and so forth. And they wanted to break the U.S. market first. And that worked quite well in a way. But then again, we didn't know we were working against time because 1919 was coming and all of a sudden Nirvana and then Soundgarden and everyone was knocking at the door and going like, hey guys, get out. It's get, get out of here. But so... All right, let me ask you this. The, the record company gives you what you want. You're in Los Angeles. You have what you want. The album comes out. You tour. So far, your plan is working out. Absolutely. But then you leave. But then you leave. How come? Why didn't you stick around? Uh, is, is Tim I'll a pain in the ass? Is that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I would say there was some internal, internal things. Absolutely. Okay. And as far as let's say like this today, today of course sticks has always been my friend. Yeah. Uh, will always be, and he, we did the shotgun thing together as well, and so on and so forth. Right. Harry and I we speak absolutely. Uh, we are absolutely good friends. Everything is good. For some reason, Tim refused to talk to me. I don't know why. Uh, it's okay. been thirty some years. Uh, he's been rightfully successful with Marilyn Manson and everything, and I wish him the best. Uh, but for some reason, he just can't stand me. <laughs> and then, well, that, that's that's what it is. And back in those days, that there were internal things. And then some of the stuff has always been there. Because let's say like this, we were a great bunch. The four of us was a great bunch. But we weren't the best, best of friends. We were good friends, absolutely. But right. there were tensions sometimes. But that's good. You see bands like Van Halen, Aerosmith, and, you know, these bands, and even Guns N' Roses, 
that little spark sometimes is just due to the fact that you are not really there with everyone, but when you are on stage and everyone, everyone knows this is shotgun messiah time. Now it's now we're there and everyone is on the edge. I don't say that we had big fights or anything. It, it happened. That's it does certainly for many bands. But th that was the spark. But but of course there were some tensions here and there. Uh, and it, it is some kind of bursted uh, in 1990 when we when we had to leave the tour. 1990, so we were in, up in Saratoga Springs and Sticks broke his hand and he couldn't play anymore and we had to cancel. And the thing was that we were supposed to go out with Billy Idol had this... Uh, oh, wow. Uh, with Sean Last Life? Uh, no, Charm Life, right. Yeah. So he had his Charm Life album. Uh, Alice Cooper had that trash album, you know, with Bon Jovi and the guys and Aerosmith mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So the lineup was Billy Idol, Alice Cooper, and Shaka Messiah. That would have Dang. been a killer tour. Dang, but damn right it would have been. William Broad, A.K. Billy Idol, decided to have a little stroll with his Harley, broke his leg, yep. the tour was off, off, and off we went. And from then, wow. there was this sit-down <clears throat> with Shaka Messiah, and then I understood that uh, my services was not wanted, uh, from some of the guys, and uh, I was kind of frustrated as well because the, the the songwriting didn't go where it should go, and uh, mm. so we had to leave. I had to leave, and then Tim decided to to take up the singing. And from then on, they did two albums more. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, here let me, I'm going to ask you here. This goes back to uh, here. I'm going to look at this uh, article here. It goes back to April of 2020. It says that Harry K. Cody and Tim School are going to reunite and reportedly return as Shotgun Messiah. Um, what do you think of that? Is that, uh, is that something that, that you go, hey, <laughs> wait a minute, fuck off? Or do you like, hey, all right, whatever? Well, I would say like this, since I'm, since I'm in talks with Harry, Harry don't say anything, you know. <laughs> Harry's always been the mystery guy. In Sweden here, they call him the Greta Garber of rock and roll because he haven't, had, he haven't made an interview in 30 years. And now I got him to do that with Sweden Rock Magazine last month. And I'm, I'm going to see that one in 10 days because then it's going to be released here. But so Harry never, Harry never tells me anything regarding that sort of the music thing. I have certainly asked him, would you, would you care to play uh, some songs or a, a song on my album, this and that? And for some reason, it never worked out. Right. But, but, but Harry hasn't said anything, but I understood the same thing as you are saying. And if that happens, I would be perfectly happy. Uh, <laughs> first, due to the fact that I don't own the, the, the Shotgun Messiah brand at right. all. So they, they can, they've done two albums without me, for God's sake. Right. And so if they want to do it, you know, I'm absolutely up for it. And I will absolutely listen to it. And, <laughs> and if it isn't for, for anything else, I would love to see Harry, first of all, hear Harry's guitar playing again and yeah. see him on stage. Because that guy is absolutely fantastic, and I, and you know he had made his choices, and that's his choices in life. Uh, mm. I'm I'm a more outgoing guy, but I really miss that guy. I really miss his guitar playing. So if they're gonna do a shotgun thing, I would love to. And I know uh, uh, for a fact, not from Harry or anyone like, like that, but I know for a fact that this was something that was going on. At the same time, now I hear that Tim is probably working in Maryland again. I don't know. That's what I heard.
Yeah, and, and well, well, we're going to see how that plays out because Marilyn Manson currently has a lot of legal troubles going on. So, <laughs> well, he does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if, first of all, I don't know if being associated with Marilyn is a good idea right now. And I, I also don't know if it, even if you are, if it means anything. I mean, if, 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 if the legal stuff doesn't work out for him, there's no band, there's no artist. So, True. True. you know, Tim, Tim might be well positioned to call up Harry and, and whoever and just say, you know what, let's, let's get our own thing going just because, you know. Yeah, not to make it rain on the Marilyn parade, but but I much rather see and 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 with all cred for Marilyn, he done some absolutely great stuff, I would say, but but I would much rather see something happen with Tim and Harry, just into the fact that I would hear Harry play again and some Harry songs. So, so I really hope that come true. Well, okay, let me ask you this: since since you mentioned that you'd like to hear Harry play, and and he you obviously don't have room for him in your band, but why not call him and say? come and do one solo for one song. W would you consider having Harry and just call him and say, dude, come on, give me one solo. Him. I have asked him, uh, but that was when I was doing my Swedish stuff, which I would say probably not fit him too well. Right. But he was very kind to me and said, said no. I, I would, <laughs> no, he, he would consider it. But at that time, I couldn't pay him what he wanted to get paid. Uh, and, uh, and and that, and it wasn't a big amount of sum or anything like that, but for some reason it didn't work out. And, and I always, uh, Harry's well aware of that. So I, w I will never tell him again. He knows that if you ever would like to do something with me, you can give me a call. He's, he is a very, he's a very, per you know, very. Uh, he keeps say, to himself introverted. Absolutely. He's very introvert in that case. And he's very much so that when he sees this, he would probably listen to what I said and go like, okay, sin is still okay. Or no, sin is not okay. Sin is not <laughs> okay. But, 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 that's, but that's okay. Because, you know, he, he, he's very picky choosing the people he talks to. Good. And, and I absolutely appreciate that. And there were some years when we didn't talk at all. Nowadays we do. And I, I really appreciate that. And I really like the talks that we have. Uh, and so on. And I asked him, I said, if you ever want to do something, just let me know because I'm there. I would absolutely love to do it. And um, I, I should not say it's up to him, but but I would say that if I have a song and I feel like, well, Harry should hear this, I would absolutely send it to him. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Now, uh, before we wrap up here, when the band uh, releases the album and you, you go do some shows, does it include some of the shotgun stuff? Does it include some of the Zan clan stuff? Does it include some of the other bands or is it really focused on, no, we're just going to promote this band. You're not getting a greatest hits. You're getting this band, take it or leave it. Uh, I, I would say, of course, the focus is going to be on the Zan album that lullabies for the masses. But then again, I would say that this is a, now I'm, I'm letting all know what this is. So it's, it's, it's a nine song album only. So, right. so, so, so if we're going to, when we're going out to do live shows and this and that, there will be at least one Shotgun Messiah song. Mm -hmm. There most likely be one Skin Trade song or one Sandclan song or whatever. Uh, and we talked about it or, or, or and we will do maybe one cover of the, one of our favorite bands or whatever. So yeah, uh, you can expect, you cannot expect three or four of Shotgun Messiah, no, but at least you will hear one, uh, I would say. Just like we did with Sandclan. Back in the Sandclan days, we always had Don't Care About Nothing. 
Yeah, the and, single, the single. You want the single? Yeah, that works so, for me. So yeah, you, 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 yeah, that's what we do. But of course, we will focus on the new stuff. Of course, but then I'm not stupid. I understand that some people come and see. You know, well, if Sin is gonna sing one of the shotgun songs. Can he still do it? <laughs> of course, listen, and, I, I've heard Heartbreak City. You, you bloody well still can sing. That's that's absolutely guaranteed. Guaranteed. Thank you. Thank now, you. Now, if uh, if the uh, M3 Rock Festival in Maryland invited you to come over, would you come? <laughs> in a heartbeat. There you go. I'm going to work on that. In I'm going to I'm going to get you that invitation. Going to make sure you get that invitation. Please do. We'll be there. We'll be there. We will be there. Uh, as we say here in Montreal, uh, merci beaucoup. Absolutely great merci fun. Beaucoup, yeah, it's been it's been great. It's been great. Thank you talking to you and, you know, have a continuous good day. You too. I'm going to head out to having a little dinner here with some friends and, uh, you know, just kick back. And great talking to you, Mitch. And, you know, take care. Stay you too. Safe. Cheers. Tack. Tack. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers now. Bye-bye now. All right. Perfect. Let me turn that off.